For today's episode of Press Roots, we had a great chat with Ty Richardson, co-host of The Morning Rush on ESPN Arkansas. He had some wonderful advice for us and some great insight as well. We got to talk some TV shows, and we also learned his keys to success on being a great journalist. All that and more, let's go. Before we get to our talk with Ty Richardson, I would like to go ahead and announce that next week we will have Trey Biddy from hogsports.com on to talk with us. Guy's been around for almost 20 years in Arkansas media. He's one of the best to do it, and we're really excited to talk to Trey. Big guest. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned till the end. We'll let you guys know once again. A reminder that Trey Biddy will be on next week's episode. And now, Ty Richardson. And now we welcome on Ty Richardson, host of the Morning Rush radio show on ESPN Arkansas. Ty, how are you doing today? Mason, Robert, I'm good, guys. How's uh, everything going? I know that y'all's, uh, y'all's freshman year got cut short a little bit. Yeah, very disappointing. I know for me it was like pack up your stuff and leave when right in the middle of baseball season, you know, everything going great. Yeah. Um, the, that Wednesday night, Robert and I were over at Bomb, and Kerstad hits a walk-off, and it's like, all right, we're getting this thing rolling, and then just leave. Yeah. So I was, um, on that note, I was in Nashville, Tennessee for the SEC tournament, and I'm not kidding, guys. We just finished up the radio show. I'm walking back into my buddy's place who I'm staying with for the weekend, and I get the confirmation from, I believe, John Rothstein, at the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament had been canceled. So I was so ticked off heading back in, had to cut the weekend short, and obviously everything's been out of whack since. That was such a crazy 24 hours because originally they were like, you know, we're just going to play without fans. And then a few hours later, the whole thing's canceled. It was wild. It's not a a fun time for anyone, regardless if you're in sports, out of sports, just because there's so many rules and regulations that you're supposed to be following. Hopefully we'll get sports back though this fall. I know some have already started, but especially college football. All right, so Ty, uh, our podcast is called Press Roots. Tell us a little bit about where you come from. What you, what did helped you get into sports media? So I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, born and raised there. Um, never lived anywhere else. I only lived in like three or four houses down there in Little Rock, and they were all within like ten minutes of each other. So really didn't move a lot. Always knew I was going to go to Fayetteville outside of this like year ninth grade um, where I was going to maybe go to Baylor potentially. But at my, when my dad told me that I would have to pay for school, that was one of the things I was like, I'm not paying 40 something thousand dollars a year, go to state school a lot cheaper. And it was always Fayetteville didn't apply anywhere else and just have always been very interested in sports. Why sports, though? What Did you grow up playing sports? What sports did you play growing up? So I grew up playing basketball, soccer, played football for 7th and 8th grade. wasn't any good. Played outside linebacker, and I was a shrimp back in the day, and I still played left guard and just got 
destroyed every single play, but I enjoyed it for the two years I played. Just I realized it wasn't for me. Basketball has always been my favorite sport, guys. Always has been, always will be, whether it's to play, still play pickup to this day, whether it's to watch. That will always be my favorite sport. Um, and then football is an easy number two, whether it's playing seven on seven with your buddies or obviously watching it. Um, grew up playing, really wasn't any good in any sports. Loved, I'm very competitive, though. Um, so that makes up for my lack of athleticism and talent in some of the sports just because I'll try hard. What high school did you go to in Little Rock? Little Rock Christian Academy. We were terrible in football when I was there in high school. Um, outside of the one Michael Dyer year we had when he was a senior, we weren't any good. And I was a freshman at the time. Um, and outside of that, we sucked. But now it's like a powerhouse. Coach Eric, Co- it's either Kohu or Kofu. Um, I think it's Kohu. Um, he's built a pretty good powerhouse over there. Back-to-back state championship appearances. So, all right. So you mentioned that you've always been into sports. When did you know that you wanted to go into media? So I originally majored in accounting, guys, majored in accounting first semester and thought that's what I was going to do. Liked accounting my senior year of high school, enjoyed it, uh, had good talks with my professor, thought it was going to be a thing. And then I get there and crunch these numbers and I called my dad at the end of first semester. I was like, Dad, I don't think I want to do this. I want to do journalism. He said, well, you got four years. You can do whatever you want. You just got to get out in four years. And so got involved at UATV, got involved with the Arkansas Traveler. I know that's where you're the editor now, Robert, um, or the sports editor. Um, Got involved with a number of different internships. My first internship was with Bo Mattingly, and Bo and Bardensall were really instrumental in helping me get to where I want to be. And then I parlayed that into producing John Neighbor's show, which was called Forum at the time. And after that, moved to Nashville, did some part-time sports radio there, came back to Fort Smith, and uh, been here ever since, originally doing halftime with Phil Ellison, now doing the morning rush. So when you first got into journalism, were you, were you all the way radio and broadcast, or was there a part of you that wanted to go writing? Initially, when I thought I got into the industry, I thought I was going to be a play-by-play guy. But, y'all, I don't know about you. I tend to say things I shouldn't when something crazy happens. For the moment, I can't help myself. Radios, it's very come as you are. Um, There's nothing unless it's just a breaking event, which I try to temper my words and FCC violations that I say on that program, which I haven't had a miscue to this point knock on wood that I don't say anything I shouldn't but I felt like that with play-by-play which I could still do play-by-play at this point I just felt like that my mindset my mentality I often say things I shouldn't when something happens that's crazy and so I thought sports radio would be better for me I started doing a show with my buddy Chandler Carson sophomore year of college at KXUA and it just took off from there I loved it I grew up listening to sports radio in Little Rock Grew up listening to it in Fayetteville in college. It's home for me. So you mentioned you're a big fan of sports radio. Who are some of your role models in the world of sports radio? David Basil would probably be the first one, a local guy. He's been very helpful throughout my life, particularly my college life. I'm not really so much in high school, middle school, because I didn't reach out to him. But ever since I've met him, he's been nothing but a good dude. I've asked him questions. He's come on for interviews. Anything I needed, 
always texts me if something good happens to me, says something. Just a straight, great dude. Uh, number two would be John Neighbors, who's down there at the Buzz with him now. John was very helpful in getting me the job at ESPN 99.5 with him in Northwest Arkansas. We formed a friendship at basketball, football games, seeing each other out on Dixon. We have good rapport with each other. We think a lot of the same things. And then my boss now, Tommy Kraft. Tommy's been very, very solid in helping me get to an extra, another level to where I was when I started there at the station. Um, and he's cool about like not only teaching me the sports radio side of things, but the management style, how you have to go about that, which you two, uh, this is just a heads up to you. You guys need to ask more questions as far as the business side of your profession goes, because with everything going on with COVID-19, losing advertisers, uh, cutting costs, cutting sports departments and stuff, that's something you always need to be able to sell yourself either to prospective clients or the company you're trying to work for. Because if you haven't mastered that skill yet or don't master it in the next two, you're both sophomores, if you don't master it um, in the next three years, you're going to be left wanting for a job come graduation. So that's something that I wish would have been pressed more on me when I was in college by my professors, by my advisors, the business aspect of sports media. Okay, so going off of that, when you first started getting into journalism, how were you able to set your goals and achieve those goals? And what were the what were your struggles? Like you talked about how you wish that your professors would have taught you that taught you the business side. Um, going when you were in the moment, what were some things that you were struggling with? I'll go back to senior year. So my senior year, second semester, I set a goal to get a job outside the state of Arkansas. Loved Arkansas, but I felt like my time in the state, I wanted to experience something else, wanted to experience something different. I've lived here for 22 straight years. It was time for something new. So I set a goal my senior year to get a job in sports radio. I was hoping for full-time, but it's really hard to get a full-time job in sports radio out of college. So I settled for part-time. Guys, I called over 75, maybe 100 radio stations, and that's really not an exaggeration. I would call three, four, five a day, um, try and pick up on stuff. I've talked to different play-by-play broadcasters. I still have my booklet of talking to Tom Leach, who calls Kentucky games. I've talked to Matt Moscona, who's uh, ESPN 104.5 Baton Rouge, does radio down there. Bob Kessling, who calls games for Tennessee. And I've kept all these contacts and stuff. And anytime I run into them, I always make sure to give them gratitude. It's like, hey, you helped me out with this. I just want to let you know that this was so vital with me getting the job initially in Nashville and then now here. I would say during college, the goal was just to make connections. The two biggest takeaways, I would say, outside of just learning the business side that we're also at for you guys to learn is to make as many connections as possible. Mason, you obviously have connections with Ruskin and Zach. That's a good start. You have it with Candace, who's the general manager at Hog Radio. You've also done stuff with Trey Biddy, Danny West, and Pete Rulli at Hog Sports. Um, uh, Robert, I don't know what you're doing right now outside the Arkansas Traveler, but it would be a good idea to do a number of different things. Uh, make yourself as versatile as possible, because I – I'm not the best on TV because I don't necessarily like I grow my mullet out. But I like if I if I was asked to do a TV spot right now or, or once a week, I could get back in the rhythm because I used to be able to do it. Uh, writing, my writing's not great, 
but I can write an article if need be. Um, I've really worked on my radio, worked on my craft recently, but the hard work aspect that you need to make yourself as versatile as possible, and then the connections, like, all well, guys, every single one of my jobs has based, been based off connection. UATV had a connection with my um, advisor. Then over at KXUA, had a connection through UATV. KXUA, then Bo Mattingly, one of my classmates, Ellen Hayne, was an intern with Bo, got the connection there. Then with Bo, over to John, had the connection with just um, basketball games, seeing him on Dixon, football games and stuff, us becoming friends. Then didn't really have any connection in Nashville outside of going to a couple conferences there, going to Nashville for New Year's and stuff. So that's really the one anomaly. And then back here in Fort Smith, John was working here at a time. Nick Mason, who I'm good friends with, uh, Earl, we haven't talked to him in a while, but Nick's a good dude. He and John were really the ones that got me this job. They kind of had to sway Tommy a little bit. It's like, hey, you need to hire this guy. And I, I would say just the connection aspect, guys, I can't put enough stress on how important that is for you guys to continue to make those your next three years of college. You bring up a lot of really good points there. Um, when was the moment that you thought you could be successful in the world of sports media? If you had to pinpoint one thing. I would say probably at some point my end of my junior year, my senior year, when I started to pick up a little bit working with John. Because at the time I was just interning with Bo, would rarely crack the mic, mostly did podcasting, mostly did the different the answering folks, just the stuff interns do, which is which is fine. You you shouldn't let interns just hog the mic and stuff like that. Then I started to develop a little bit. I learned from John. John's very good at his job. He's very easygoing. He he sounds good on a microphone. So I learned from him. So I would say at some point I thought I could have success while I was working for John because he almost at times treated me like a co-host. Now I knew it was his show. He would open. He would close the breaks. He would talk the majority of the time but then there would be conversations where the back and forth was so good that it would be more of a co-host co-host type of show rather than a host producer so I owe John a lot for letting me grow while I was doing his show because it was basically me and John there would be an intro or two at the time that would chime in but I would say that point at the end of my junior year beginning of my senior year was like okay maybe I can have some success in this industry but I got a long way to go I mean there's I, I have achieved like some of my goals that I want to hit. Um, it's it's far from far from finished, I would say. So we talked about things you struggle with during school. Um, obviously, like you just said, you've got a long way to go. What are some things that you're trying to get through right now? Some bumps in the road right now. I know I listen to your show, try to listen to it as often as I can, and. I know a lot of people like to, you know, make fun of your voice because you're a young guy. Yeah. And I, I, I have the same thing because I'm not confident in my voice. So how do you get, how do you get through that, and how do you continue to perfect your craft every day? I had a great conversation with Chad Withrow, who works for 104.5 Zone in Nashville, and he's a Tennessee alum, big Tennessee Volunteers fan. And I asked him, I was like, you, you come across as a fan, Tom. Sometimes your show. How do you like get to buy that? It's like. Well, I'm going to be myself, and if people don't like it, I mean, I'm always going to have a faction that likes me. And I think with me, what listeners have learned in the past almost – I'm coming up on two years of the station. It's at the end of, end of July. It's going to be two years of the station. 
I think that what they've learned about me is that I'm honest. Now, I might say some dumb stuff, some stuff they don't agree with, but I think the authenticity is important. And I also, uh, like you mentioned, like my voice, I don't have this deep, profound Morgan Freeman type voice. It's still I, like my voice cracks every once in a while when I get excited. I'm 25 years old. I don't just have this booming voice and I'm okay with that. But my whole thing is I don't mind getting an opinion wrong, but I don't like being factually incorrect on stuff or be called out for being factually incorrect. So if I'm going to say something that I think or know is right, I'm going to be pretty adamant about that. But if I'm unsure about a certain point or something, I might say, oh, I think it's this. I'm not 100% positive. Just qual- disqualifiers a little bit so it doesn't hurt you as much. I think as young guys, when you enter this industry, you have to be as rock solid with your information as possible. Now, your opinions and stuff, you want those to stand out. I'm not saying that you say stuff that you don't actually think but you want to be creative. And as far as the young aspect goes, there's people always out there. Like we have listeners. I have listeners that are 40, 50 years older than me, but they love me because I I try my best to relate to them as best I can. I say, Hey, this is my opinion. You as an older audience member might have this, but this is where I'm coming from. This is probably what high school athletes think. This is probably what college athletes think. Because that's a perspective I have that Tommy doesn't have 19 years older, that a listener 50 years older doesn't have. That doesn't mean that it's correct. I'm just giving them my vantage point. So between me at 25, Tommy at 44, and Clay Henry at 65, we pretty much hit every avenue, every age gap on that that listens to that station, which I think which makes us so successful as a radio show is that we can basically get a perspective from each different age group. And I try to be as respectful as possible when it comes to uh, listening to callers, uh, reading out texts, unless it's just blatant stupidity. I try to understand from their point because when you get a perspective, whether it's an age, race, sex, like it doesn't matter. You just want to come from like, hey – 25-year-old white male, this can't be the only tunnel vision I have. You have to look at it a variety of ways. Otherwise, I don't know if you'll be taken as seriously if you can't get out of that one vantage point. you got to look at things a variety of ways. Absolutely. Um, That's a good point. I want to take you back to something you said earlier about career goals. You said you've got a few things you still want to achieve. What is your dream job? What are some of those goals? I would like to keep working for this company, um, Pearson Broadcasting. Tommy's been a great boss. There's nothing that he's done that's pissed me off to the point that I don't want to go. Um, he's been really good to me. Um, we're going through all this stuff with coronavirus. I haven't had to take a pay cut. I really appreciate that. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty loyal guy um, to a certain extent, and hopefully when I, I, I do anticipate at some point I'm probably going to get a job offer down the road. I don't know if that's five years, 10 years, 20 years. Um, hopefully I'll just have a good conversation with Tommy, the company. I would like to be working for the company as long as I can because we are statewide on five different affiliates right now. I would love to reach into Little Rock. I would love to reach into Jonesboro. Those are really the two metropolitan areas that we have yet to hit as a company on terrestrial radio. Yes, we have our social media that you can listen to from anywhere, but I just like the idea of having radio affiliates in those two particular pockets And similar to what Bo was, I would just like to be statewide. Same company, 
same show if I moved afternoons and moved afternoons, but I want to have a presence in almost every county in this state. Now, my goals could change in 20 years. Maybe I get tired of doing Arkansas sports and I want to do something national. I go after that. But right now, I would like to stay in the state of Arkansas and continue to do sports and stretch our radio width as much as possible. So you're talking about stretching that width of your your reach to the audience. For me, I'm a very competitive guy, so when I see other people doing the same thing as me, I just I, I just sit there and I'm like, man, I want to do it better than that person. And so you have other stations. Like I, I, I'm from Central Arkansas, so the buzz. I, I grew up listening yep. to the buzz. What what's the difficulty competing with other outlets like that where I'm sure part of you is like I want to be better than them and of course it's difficult because your buddy John Neighbors goes down there and I it doesn't sound like there's a grudge there but what what's the difficulty in that kind of competition As far as the grudge aspect you mentioned I wouldn't be where I am without John so you're never going to hear me say a bad word about John Neighbors now I'll give him a hard time here and there but as far as just like us having something just maniacal against each other that's just not going to happen um and as competition goes mason like you i grew up in the central arkansas area so the buzz is what i listened to all the time growing up and uh, as i mentioned david basil has been very important to me is my growth has continued in this industry so it's hard for me to like say bad things about that station because i don't really have a lot to say bad about that station loved randy rainwater loved rick schaefer growing up I just I would like to get the opinions from listeners uh, statewide. It, it would be cool to be a statewide commodity, like Rainy Rainwater, statewide commodity. David Basil, statewide commodity. I don't I don't know if John's necessarily entered that echelon yet. Um, I think I, I and I say like all across the state. Like if you ask a sports fan who Rainy Rainwater is, they probably know who he is. I think if you ask a majority of Sports fans, who I am, Arkansas fans in the state, you might guess on like the northwest corner, like where our listening area is. But I, at some point, I'd like to be all around. As far as the show goes, I think Tommy and I have done a really good job. Like I mentioned, Tommy is masterful with the business side of things, and I provide the pr- programming stuff. So we, we're pretty cohesive when it comes to stuff. He tries to fit it from a business perspective. I try to fit it from a content perspective. And I think the combination has worked well with us so far. We've been doing the show since February, and I think we've had really, really good shows to this point, especially with everything going on with coronavirus. Um, as far as the competition goes, there's there's a, like in Northwest Arkansas, it's us and JB in the morning, and then we have halftime with Phil and, and SmackDown, and then Ruskin and Zach in the afternoons. And the Little Rock guys, um, they basically have a monopoly on the Central Arkansas area. So we don't really butt heads that much. Um, and JB's blocked me on Twitter, blocked me on social media. So I don't really, there's no really interaction between us. I, I don't know what I did to deserve that. I don't know if he's butthurt about something, but I just know that I'm blocked by him on social media and he's blocked our station account. So there's no really, I, sometimes I wish there was more butting of heads. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I would like to have a little more head-to-head competition to face off, but I just think the Morning Rush brand is so far ahead, and this is not me. This is what Ruskin was able to establish. Um, JB, I don't know if you guys know this. JB was actually the first host of the Morning Rush with Tommy, um, and then Ruskin came along and really just powered that thing through. John did a really good job, and I feel like I've 
filled in pretty admirably to this point. Hopefully that continues. But at some t- at some point, I would it would be more fun to have like competitions and stuff. Um, if there was, I know that not RAB, but uh, it's it may be one of these. I'm pretty NSA. That's it. Um, the National Broadcaster Association, something like that. They give out awards. Phil's won one. Sully's won one. Sully's won more than one. Phil's won more than one. Um, Bo's won one. I, I would like at some point to try and win those awards. And I wish they would do like best sports radio show in the state, whether it's the Arkansas Democrat Gazette or another news outlet. That would be something to gun for, right? Um, Jason Barrett, I don't know if you guys read his blog, Jason Barrett Sports Media. He does a blog about sports radio shows, best mid market, best large market shows. That would be something fun to do within this confines of this state is pick out the best either afternoon, midday, or morning show, or just the best sports radio show. I would love to get a competition going like that, get listeners to vote on that, and I'd actually be really curious to see what the results are. And you guys actually might have given me an idea as far as that goes. So going back to social media, um, you said that it has a pretty big impact in, in spreading your show. Um, talk, talk a little bit about that. How, how is Twitter beneficial to your uh, world? Well, my buddies give me a hard time with just the, the change of my Twitter name, Facebook, and, and Instagram, which is now Ty Sports Radio, because I wanted to brand it in a way that people know who, who I am, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, just today, like we were joking on the show today about how I put ketchup on my steak last night, which I had never done before. We had sweet potato fries. I'm sitting at the table where I was, excuse me, where I was eating last night. And some happened to touch some of the steak. I liked it. Put more on there. Did that. And people just went after me today on the show, which, listen, it was all good and fun. I had a great time. And so now what that's basically snowballed into is I put that out on social media. That tweet, I'm going to pull this up, guys. That tweet, just one tweet has blown up. And I, I all I did was put out a picture of Patrick Mahomes and asking, is it ever okay to put ketchup on a steak? Guys, this one tweet has over 11,000 impressions, and it's only been up for a handful of hours. So that goes to show you how impactful one tweet can be, good or bad. So when you're tweeting out something, make sure to double-check it. Make sure it doesn't come across in either a racially insensitive way or something like that because once it's out there, it's out there. But I, I've seen my, my brand as a sports radio host definitely grow through social media, and I really enjoy Twitter. Like, I'm on Twitter – 24-7, all the time, looking for info, listening to this video, listening to that. I really enjoy it. Now, there are certain times I want to get off it because of the divisive things that are said, because of the hurtful things you see on social media. But for the most part, I really enjoy social media. So I know Twitter, of course, you're on that quite a bit. But what is something that you do each day or a few times a week where it's it's something that's it help it helps you. Like for me, I like listening to part of my take from Barstool Sports, yeah. and I like I like listening to your show, and I like listening to the Pat McAfee show, and I it's it's listening to those things daily that helps me, you know, work on this is how you're supposed to ask a question or this is what the successful people do. Do you do something like that each day? So I read pretty extensively, guys. I go through fifteen to twenty websites that I'll read. Mostly Arkansas stuff, some national stuff, national stories that I think are important that we have to mention on the show. 
I'll listen to shows. I haven't listened to podcasts as much as I, I, I was Bo's. When Bo has a good guest for the Hog Pod, I'll listen to that. I haven't. I'm I'm alive. I'll be lying to you if I've listened to PMT in a while because I haven't. Um, I think it's just the podcast that's like most riveted at the time. Like if Joe Rogan has something really good to say with his guest, I'll listen to that. It's really a popularity thing with me. Like before I got with you guys, I was watching episode two of Outer Banks because everyone's told me you got to watch Outer Banks. And maybe that's bad sometimes that I'm falling into peer pressure on stuff like that. But it's one of those things where I haven't been as consistent listening to sports podcasts or listening. I probably should get back into it, but it's, it just depends on the schedule. I have a pretty strict schedule and I, I probably should be listening to a podcast when I work out, but I'm, I'm kind of debating between that and music. And a lot of times I'll end up picking, picking music instead. If I'm being honest with myself, what kind of music does Ty Richardson listen to? Dude, my playlist is all over the place. I'll pull up my Spotify now. So I will listen. Like, my brother is a big, big time Morgan Wallen fan, and he's got me on to that a little bit because I really like Morgan Wallen. Um, uh, like, a couple last songs I have um, Dakota, Between You and Me, Through the Night by Jack Harlow, Be Kind by Marshmallow and Halsey, um, Heartless. I mean, man, my music by. Blackbeard, my music taste guys are all over the place. Like, I, I wish, it, you know, how some guys and gals are like centered to one genre or one specific type. Dude, I'll listen to rap, country, pop. It doesn't matter if it's good or I, better way to phrase it. If I think it's good, I'm going to listen to it. So if you're driving home from work, are you listening to music or are you flipping on sports radio or what? combination of both so a lot of times i'll listen to rusky and zach and they're actually about to rusky and zach already told me today that they're going off on me at three o'clock for the catch-up thing so that's going to be very interesting radio for sure um it's a combination i'd be lying to you if i said i listen to sports radio all the time um but i do like listening to our our content whether it's halftime whether it's rusky and zach and then i'll pop in music in there as well all right so you said Rusty and Zach's coming on soon, so we'll let you go here in a minute. We're going to do this little segment, a rapid fire. We're just going to ask you some questions, answer them real quick. Um, first question, what's your go-to restaurant in Fayetteville? Go-to restaurant in Fayetteville. Boys, you guys didn't get to experience it, but it used to be Mama Dean's. Mama Dean's is my was my absolute favorite restaurant that I've ever been to. It was a soul food place. I got taken there when I was visiting Fayetteville as a senior in college by my buddies Ben Shuffield and Taylor Tomlinson. To this day, probably the best food I have ever had because I love good old country fried food. Now, I love CJ, like CJ's Butcherboard Burgers. It's really hard for me to go to Fayetteville and not go there. Um, Mr. Taco Loco, I don't know if you guys have had that. Phenomenal food, absolutely fantastic. Also a big Loaf and Joe's guy. Pizza, easy. Mojo's has really good pizza. Um, so there's a couple spots that I don't know if you guys have had those specific ones, but those are where you can start at. All right. Most annoying sports reporter. Most annoying sports reporter. Um, it could be a writer, a radio guy, TV guy, whatever. I'd have to, I'd have to think that's a good question. So, you know, this fund does a, the like 64 bracket every single year. Um, I've gotten a chance to listen to Skip Bayless, like 
in a journalism setting and, and meet him and actually talk to him. Most people would probably say skip. I'm not going to go with him or Stephen A because I feel like that's a cop-out. I like Levitard at times. Other times I don't like him when he, when he just goes off on one of his rants or whatever. Not a huge fan of that. I'm trying to think if there's one that like stands out amongst the rest that I just I do not like. Um, a lot of people don't like Cowherd. I, I like, like Cowherd. I like him. Cowherd guy. Guys, I would have to I, – I, I got to think about that one. I don't know if that's a solid answer for you right now. Um, I feel like there's bits and pieces that you can take away from a certain person or two that you just don't like. Um, but, yeah, that's something I'm going to have to ponder on. I don't have a great answer for you, to be honest. All right. Fastest athlete you've ever seen live. Fastest athlete I've ever seen live. Um, I got to see Darren McFadden play. Got to see Joe Adams and Jerry Wright. Probably, this pains me to say this, probably Trenton Holiday. Oh, that dude that, was so fast. Yeah, he ran, I'd have to look at his 40 time. He was on the Broncos for a brief period, but when he took that touchdown back against Arkansas in 2006, directly after DMAC went 80 yards, that put a heart or a knife through my heart that day. I would probably say, and again, this is just kind of a, a quick thought, probably Trenton Holiday based on what I saw him do, not only in college, but at the professional level as well. All right. Your favorite TV show. Favorite TV show. That's a good one. Um, big fan of Entourage. Big fan of Suits. Big fan of, let's see, big fan of Entourage. I'm just started kind of think Friends is Friends is one of my all time favorites. I'm trying to think. Um, big Friday Night Lights fan. Um, One Tree Hills up there too. That might be a little odd, but if you guys actually watch the show, you'd enjoy it. Uh, what are some other ones, boys? Um, trying to say by the Bell. That was one of my go tos back in the day. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I watched in college. Um, you ever watch the league? I love the league. League's fantastic. Blue Mountain State. Like, I'll watch teen dramas, raunchy dude dramas. New Girl. New Girl's fantastic. Dude, I kind of like my music. I'm all over the place. I'll watch a show for adults. I'll watch a show for more teenagers, more post-grad. I'm kind of like my music. I'll just go wherever. When, gotcha, it com- gotcha. when it comes to teenage drama, Outer Banks is like the, the best teenage drama show I've ever seen. Everybody I, hates on it, but I like it. I give uh, I give my buddy and my roommate Jay McGee credit because he coined it as Hollister as a TV show. That's how he described it. And to this point, that's kind of how it is. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. I don't know if I'm gonna like the ending or not, but I mean, there's been I mean, there's been OC, One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl. I mean, there's been some really good like teen teen dramas that have been made in the last couple years, and it just it depends on what your taste is, to be honest. All right, what's the best pizza topping? Best pizza topping? Oh, it's pepperoni. A classic for sure. My uh, controversial opinion says pineapple there, but okay. Well, listen, I like pineapple on pizza, so I, I will I'll be okay with that, Robert. That's a that's an obscure opinion that a lot of people get bad at, but pineapple on pizza is good, dude. It works. It does. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. You can only you can only watch one sport for the rest of your life, and it can't be baseball, football, or basketball. What is it? It's a great slam ball. Does that count? Is that in the same category? Um, sure. Yes. I have it. That used to pop on like Cartoon Network at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I stumbled on it one time. I was like, 
this is the greatest sport in the history of mankind. That or I think it's I think it's rocket ball where you're surrounded by those big bubbles and you run around bubble soccer, whatever that is. Oh yeah. yeah. Those sports with contact that are also really fun to play and really fun to watch. Because if you take out the three major, I could say soccer because I grew up a soccer fan, played soccer too. But that would be one of those sports. It's hard to watch sometimes. I don't know if I could ever be lacking entertainment when it comes to those particular sports. Basketball, or not basic, basketball is another one. <laughs> um, slam ball or what did I say? Or rock or whatever, the bubble soccer, whatever it's called. Rock and ball or something. All right. That was Ty Richardson from the Morning Rush on ESPN Arkansas. Ty, thank you so much for your time, and we hope to talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. Y'all hang in there. Hopefully, y'all will be back on campus for your sophomore year. And remember, college is the best four years of your life, so don't waste it. I promise. Don't. It goes by way too fast. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. Absolutely, guys. Another huge thank you to Ty Richardson for his interview this week. We learned a lot and had a great time chatting with him. Don't forget to turn in to next episode of Press Roots when we'll have Trey Biddy, the owner and writer for hogsports.com, one of the leading media sites for Arkansas sports. Thanks again for listening to Press Roots. See you later, boys.